Welcome to Time to Write. I'm Emily Robertson. And I'm Amy Kelly. We are professional writers and critique partners. We've worked in traditional and independent publishing, podcasting, and social media marketing. Including my novel, Lifestyles of Gods and Monsters, published by a Big Five Publisher. My long-running podcast, In the Middle of It. And accomplished authors, my business helping authors create an inspiring online presence. We are here to share our creative journeys and encourage you on yours. From the writing process to promoting your work and all of the messy in between. We're here to remind you that your story matters and it's worth sharing with the world. Okay, it's It's time time to to write. write. Hey, everybody. I'm Emily. I'm Amy. And we are the hosts of Time to Write. And today we are going to talk about uh, the touchstones or pillars of what we have learned about writing and mindset and all the other things from making the podcast. And for those of you who are long-time listeners, we will still do our high lows, but we have moved those to the end along with the story that's changing our lives. So stick around for that. I'm going to set our timer. Perfect. All right. So Amy, we have made... 30 episodes of this. Know. Let's just take a minute to be like, <laughs> yeah. like, like this is and one of the things we talk about on the podcast is celebrating your successes or your wins or your milestones. And when Amy first said, Hey, let's make a podcast, I thought because I had never made a podcast before, she has, I haven't, that oh no, I don't know if I'm gonna be able to do this. It sounds really fun, but we'll see how it works. And it just turned out to be such a highlight of my week and such a highlight of my storytelling life and I'm just so pleased to have had the chance to do it so thanks Amy for the idea and thank you guys for listening and I'm sure Amy has words yes and thank you for participating and I would say what I love about it is it really helps me each week keep my focus on what matters and Mm -hmm. I feel like really having to flesh out what matters in this writing life for myself is helping me stay on track and also being accountable and all those kinds of fun things. So um, I hope it's that for our audience too, and for you too, Em. And so thank you for agreeing again to participate. And I think one of the things that's really good for me is I find it really easy in this writing life to get sucked into whether you're on social media or not. There's like a, like general spirit of kind of negativity and fear and scarcity right now in writing. I don't know if you guys are feeling it, but for me, it's so fun to come back to this podcast and be like, wait, does that align? Like just getting to what we're about to talk about here. Does that align with my values? Like one of the values that is one of the biggest things for me, which if you've ever heard me talk anywhere, you know, I feel this way. Books aren't pie. Like there's always more and even if they were pie, there's always more pie. There's always more pie. And I believe that, like, I believe that down to the soles of my feet. Like there's more pie, there's more joy, there's more things to make. We do not live in a scarce universe. We live in an abundant one. I believe all of that, right? Until it's two o'clock in the morning and I'm on Twitter and I feel terrible. So the podcast <laughs> is really great help for me to remind myself of what I already believe, which is what we're going to talk about today. So right. give us the first touchstone. Okay. So our first touchstone or value or pillar, you know, you could, there are lots of things we could call it is that your story matters. Our stories matter. And that's just kind of baseline, right? Like 
they matter. Why else? Like they matter. We have to get them out of our heads and onto the page and, you know, and that leads us to our second one. Once you tackle that. So I, I love this one. It's do the work. And then there's like a little squared. So imagine like a little upper level two, it's a math joke, um, which is, there are two parts to this, right? One of which is if we don't actually do the writing, we don't have any writing. Like if it just lives up in your head, it doesn't happen. So you have to actually, as they say all the time, put your butt in the chair and do this other stuff. But a lot of the advice about this, I feel like is super prescriptive and super like mean. And it leaves aside the part two kind of do the work, which is for some of us, most of us, sometimes there's some internal work by which we mean therapy or well, mostly just therapy. Um or reading reading books reading that are books helpful. About about mind, it's about your mindset. mindset. This is about like creating the brain pathways to um to help you continue to become the writer that you want to become. Right. Because one of the things that can happen to a lot of us is we sit down to try to do the first kind of work to write and we can't for whatever reason, you're blocked, you're whatever. Um and we spend all this time being like, oh my gosh, what what is wrong with me? There is something wrong with me. And what we are saying is, no, no, no. When you sit in that space, you're like, wow, this has really brought up something really big for me. Perhaps I should go and read a little bit about or journal or go to therapy or watch some YouTube videos about something or learn about emotions or do whatever. And then And then I can come back to the writing once I've identified like what what um Stephen Pressfield calls it resistance, which I sort of I love, but like sometimes your resistance is is actually not something that you're gonna be able to muscle through. You've gotta like go and look at it, figure out what's going on, and then you can go back. So that's what do the work squared means. Right. Right. And then the next point would be to share your work, whether it's with a critique group partner or you're querying or whatever it looks like for you you're putting it in a newsletter and sharing it with sharing it on you know wherever writing fan fiction like find a way to share your work with people who are have the same touchstones and values that you do and we're going to talk about that more in a minute but yeah share your work share your work share your work it's worth writing it's worth putting down on the page. It's worth sharing. It's going to mean something to someone. Um, I do have a side note about this, which is about sharing your work. This one ties into the Barbie movie, which we have mentioned multiple times on this <laughs> podcast because I have not seen it three times. I loved it. I know based on Twitter that there are some people who hated the Barbie movie and I can look honestly and be like, that's okay. They can hate the Barbie. I mean, seriously, it's okay. They can hate the Barbie movie. It cannot be for them. Like that doesn't mean anything bad about the Barbie movie. It doesn't mean anything bad about them. So when you do share your work, if you bump up against someone where it's just not for them, that doesn't mean you made a mistake by sharing it. It just means, I mean, the Barbie movie is now like the biggest release that Warner Brothers has ever put out. Like it's bigger than Harry and all that. Waters. It's are you even kidding me? The third highest grossing film internationally 
ever. Right. And some people still don't like it. So right. That's a, so just the people that don't like it are not your people. You're not for them. Yeah. And that's a good thing. Right. That is, and that's a good thing. And that doesn't mean anything about you personally. I'm sure there are some people who don't like the Barbie movie who like Margot Robbie or like Greta Gerwig. They just don't like the Barbie movie. If you show me something you wrote that's horror, I'm not even going to be able to read it. Like I, at least in this point in my development as a human, my nervous system will not <laughs> let me sit and read or watch or I can't read it. I can't watch it. So it's, so I'm just, I'm not the audience for your horror piece. So anyway, share your work with the understanding that sometimes someone will be like, I don't like it, or I didn't finish it. And that will hurt your feelings, but that is okay because pillar number four, you are going to hit snags and you can manage them. You absolutely can manage them with curiosity and with resources and with all the things like you That's can get great. through it. You can have some grief. Yes. Yes. You can have some grief. We, we are not your, um, this is not your bootstrap podcast. Like when you, I can say as, I mean, I'm whatever published author, it sits here in the background, the books that I sent out over a hundred queries on that still are not books in the world. Like I'm sad about that. I'm okay. I mean, it's not like, but lifestyles coming out didn't take away the fact that like I have. 300 queries that I have sent out in the world that all didn't turn into books. Like, and, and I'm going to throw this in here too. That doesn't mean that those books didn't have an amazing purpose and don't have value. Like they mm-hmm. absolutely do. Right. Amy's actually read some of them. So she, yes, they're very valuable. And that doesn't mean I can't, if I want to self-publish them at some time in the future, that doesn't mean, it doesn't mean anything but it's hard when you're going through it and so you will hit snags you can manage them but like the snags are like they hurt your feelings when they happen so just know that and And you you can can keep keep doing yourself which is also one not one of our pillars but definitely one of the things we want you to understand okay and last one and and I really do feel like these are all kind of interconnected so tell us what the last one is um build relationships yeah build relationships and that okay I Amy I was thinking about this the other day this is a major misunderstanding that I had early in my writing career and it was really huge and if you're listening it's possible you have it I thought I had to wait until I was successful to build relationships as an author. I thought I had to wait until I was, once I was published or once I had an agent or pick some external form of validation that that would be the day when I could walk up to other authors and see, see, (laughs) I'm an author now. So you didn't feel like you had a seat at the table until you went through a, a threshold, a gateway. Right. And there were gatekeepers, which that was and a whole other episode that we, we have talked a whole about. Other episode about the gatekeepers. Right. And so if that's where you are, if you're sitting there right now and you're like, Emily, you're saying build relationships. How do I find these people? How do I? Right. So I would say there are a couple of ways. And I think, again, this just goes to what your values are on things. Now, 
social media is a great place to connect with other authors, other aspiring authors, other published authors. It's a great place to connect with industry professionals and, and all the things. However, we also understand that there are those of you out there who cringe when they think about social media and don't want any part of it and don't, you know, don't want that to be where they find their community. And that's great. Like that's, it's not for you, right? So I would say the next place that you could try to build community would be going to conferences or um, a lot of times different groups will have presentations or talks. The library might be a really great place to try to um, see what they offer in, in your area. I know the library where I live um, we'll often have authors come and talk or do little workshops and things like that. So find them in NaNoWriMo. NaNoWriMo. Yeah. But, but the main thing is to understand is like, we just really feel strongly that building community is, is one of the most important core values for this author life. And it also makes going back to the earlier ones, it makes that you'll hit snags. If you're, if you built the right community, it actually makes it easier because you have these people that are like, so you have the reciprocity, which I feel like is incredibly important, at least for me in relationships. Like I don't do very well if like it's only me helping or if it's only people helping me. Like I, I don't like that. But the great thing about this author life is like good and bad is rejection is just going to keep coming at you no matter what phase you are in this gig. Like it's just part of it. So you have the ability to be like, wow, I had a snag and that really hurt. And when you're in community, you have someone else that the person that comforted you can later on, they're going to hit a snag and then you can show up the way they showed up for you. And so you can, and, and it's all, it's also, it's fluid. I guess that's the other big piece about this community you're building is the, you are not like, you're not making a squad. <laughs> <laughs> you're making a community. You know, a, a community like people can move in and out people right can move in and out like stuff like that so those are our like big pillars that we have sort of learned through making the podcast and so we would love it for you guys to start thinking like do you have touchstones or pillars or like key things for your writing life and i would say before we kind of go in that direction I want to make sure that everybody understands these these pillars, these touchstones. Um, I think, Emily, when we were talking earlier, you put it really well. They're not a sword to cut yourself on. This is about being curious. This is about those things being a filter. Like you're not being critical, like, oh, no, I'm not sharing my work, like self-flagellation. Like, no. We're talking about like, hold it up. If, if you're not sharing it, there are things you can ask yourself, like, why am I not sharing it? Who would be the best people to share it with? Why do I not want to share it with that particular person? Which is absolutely valid, right? Right. Like, and it's totally, by the way, by the way, I think this is one of, we didn't make it one, but this is one of Amy's for sure is you can trust yourself, which is when you, okay, here's the thing. I'm learning so much again about the nervous system is when you realize for me, I tend to not realize I'm triggered until I'm like at the grocery store because avoid is my like go-to nervous system response. So like, I'll be at the grocery store and be like, wait, how did I get here? Why? No, I mean, I knew I was driving obviously, but I mean, it's not like I'm like 
Why did I get up from my writing chair? Why did I get up from my writing chair and decide right now that we needed spaghetti, which I I didn't know we needed, but we didn't necessarily need right this minute. Or why am I like 10 feet down an internet rabbit hole? Because I'll do it in my mind too. And that's where you can get super curious and be like, wait, what happened? And then you say, oh, I was getting ready to submit my writing to this magazine and that scared me. And so I didn't do it. And this is where we get to the touchstones. Okay. Right. So I can run what's one of our touchstones, share your work. So I believe that. I really believe that. I believe the overarching one, your stories matter, our stories matter, my stories matter. And sharing them is literally the only way <laughs> that they get out. Because if they stay in my head, they don't get out. So so I can run through that touchstone of like, wait, I have this value, touchstone, pillar, whatever, share your work. But man, that thing set me off. Well, this is the curious. Is it that I don't actually trust that magazine? Have I picked something that I, have I already self-rejected, which is totally one of my like things that I struggle with the most is I've submitted, like I saw a joke in the Sunday funnies this week where someone in the Sunday funnies, which by the way, if you're syndicated in the Sunday paper in the United States, as a cartoonist, you are very successful. Like that is very successful. And there's a joke in the Sunday funnies about somebody submitting to the New Yorker cartoons and not getting accepted. Well, yeah, those two things are really different. So yes, if you're like the Sunday funny guy and you're submitting Sunday funnies to the New Yorker, are you just um, self-rejecting? Or do you think the New Yorker should publish different stuff? And it's just two different right things. So when we're saying these values, that that's really what we're we want you to bring. It's like a a window you can look at. Like, am I acting like someone who believes that my story matters or Amy's story matters? Like, what if I'm critiquing and I realize, like, wow, I'm really bringing not like not my generous self to doing this critiquing instead of like being like, what in the world is wrong with me? Just be like, wait, wait, am I acting like I want to act? Yeah. Sorry, I whispered that, which over podcast I shouldn't do. Do the work because then sometimes you'll be like, oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what happened. Sorry. And you know what? The closer you can get to like, wow, I just got super judgy on that critiquing the closer you can get to actual happening, you can stop yourself and be like, oh, Amy, I'm really sorry. I did not bring my best self to that conversation. <laughs> right, right. Well, again, we're just holding these up as filters. And I would also say, um, I, I would say you don't have to defend these. Like whatever your pillars are, whatever your values are, there's no defending them. Like that should not even be a conversation. Like, if somebody is challenging them or um, rejecting them, like you don't have to explain like, well, it is really important to share your work or, you know, you do need to build like, okay. Like somebody is like, I don't need to build relationships. Well, okay. That's you. You're not my person. I'm not for you. That is totally fine. And right. in fact, it's a good thing. I think right. because there's lots of pie. And so you <laughs> don't find so I would say one of the biggest ones is if you like, let's say you've listened to our podcast and you're like, oh my gosh, this is so great. 
I've learned so much. And you go home and you say to someone, oh my gosh, Emily and Amy said, your story matters. Everybody's stories matter. You will meet people in this writing life. You will, who will say a bunch of crappy stuff that basically is saying that that's not true. And you can be sad for them because that probably means underlying it. They think their story doesn't matter. Cause if you think someone else's doesn't, you probably think you have to defend yours. But that again means like they don't know what they're talking about. They really don't in that specific, I'm not saying they don't know what they're talking, talking about in the scheme of the universe. I just mean, this is not actually, this is about a value. Like I value that everyone on this planet who wants to tell a story should be heard. I value that. Right. That doesn't right. mean I have to listen to it. By the way, that doesn't mean I will like it. That means someone. It is for because you are if you if you have written a thing and it is a horror thing. I'm I'm sorry. I'm not. But that doesn't mean there's anything wrong with what you did. Right. And I would even say when you come up against resistance to your values, sometimes and I would agree with M. I think anyone who thinks that everyone's story doesn't matter is wrong. <laughs> Obviously, a little judgy there, but for sure. But I think some of some of the things that they push back on, okay, like I don't have to have an opinion, even like whether why, you know, I disagree, but okay, like agree to disagree. Mo okay. Let's move on. I also feel like as you are going deeper in discussions and relationships with people that your values are are really kind of your north star when you're building your community because mm -hmm. you don't want to be in close community with someone who doesn't believe that everyone's stories matter if that's one of your values right? Like that's not somebody to pull into your inner circle. That's not someone to critique with that. No, it, you want them to have many, if not all of your same values. And that's not to say there are other values because I do think diversity and um, differences are super important as well, because you don't want to have just yes, people around you who aren't, you know, who aren't going to challenge you and help you and hone you with your writing and, and your work squared. Right. Um, but I think there are some basics that you do want to hit. Right. You do want to hit. And so we'd love for you guys to think about um, what are yours? What are yours? They don't have to be ours. These are just, these are tools or I mean, we keep using metaphors, of course, because we're writers and that's what we do. Right. Um, right. So what's our mindset with this, M? Our mindset is that you have control over your belief system. You get to choose your values. You do. You get to choose your values. Like, and they will actually infuse your work. Like your values, once you choose them, once you really choose them, they'll start to seep into your work and then you'll you'll bump up against one of the fun things you start to see happen once you start to notice this is you'll read someone's work and you'll see like oh this is partially about you know 
hope over despair in the course of like the Lord of the Rings. And so you start to see it all through there. And so you get to choose your values, but it's sort of helpful if if you know what they are. <laughs> right. And, but that, that's a really good point because I think if you have things that you've written in the past, you can go back through and say, okay, if I was reading this with unbiased, fresh eyes, what would I pull out that the author of this values? Like right. you can absolutely see that. Well, and you can also look and see, this is the other piece, which is super important. We didn't really talk about it before. It's like, sometimes you have unconscious values that you're operating from. Yes. You even believe anymore. Like I would say, and I bet it's all through my earlier work. If I read it, I was really raised with a, a very heavy, like hierarchical system about like some, actually the opposite, which is like some, some people are great artists. Like it wasn't about you know, some people are artists and they're like made to make art and they have to get it out in the world. And everyone else is like a, I don't know, not an artist. I was really, you know, some people are special and other people aren't. And I definitely like had that very much as a value. I think I've left it behind, you know, yeah, for a long time. <laughs> they're muggles and mundanes. <laughs> right. Like, but I think that if you don't really notice something, like it will sort of infuse your work and then you'll be like, oh, well, I didn't need to say that. <laughs> and yet here it is. So identifying what are your three to five touchstones. And that then, would be the practical part, right? Yeah, like, so practical. your mindset is you have control over it yeah. you can be intentional about it. So I would say the practical would be writing or thinking about three to five or however many you want to have touchstones right. of your own. Um, and then what would our next steps be with that? Em? Put it on a sticky note and put it next to your computer because here's the thing, like getting back to ours, I have never met a writer. Oh, first our time. I have never met a writer who didn't have some sticky spots. And when you get in a sticky spot, these values are things that are going to let you keep coming back to the page. So all right, right. So that's everything on that super quick. Let's high low. Okay. Um, for me, I would say my high has been, um, we just went through Labor Day weekend. I had lots of fun rest and, oh, I will say the high is I have come up with working titles for the books that I, the book series that I'm working on. And, um, I haven't shared a whole lot about this before, I think on the podcast, but I am, uh, music is just a huge part of my life. I'm not a musician, but I'm an appreciator and I love songs that fits whatever the moment is, whatever the book is, whatever. Anyway, so I have song titles from different artists that I love that, um, that are, that I've used as my working titles. So that's super fun. And then my low would be um, just kind of getting back into routine after having traveled. It just, it always takes me longer than I anticipate or expect or whatever. And so not beating myself up about it, just acknowledging it, but that's been kind of a low. How about you, Em? Uh, my high was the return of college football. So we went to watch <laughs> the Raider this weekend because it was and just a fan. And so that was fun. And then uh, my low has been um, just have a lot of piles of stuff. So just trying to sort them through and get done with some stuff and see how that goes. So that's yeah. 
that's that's just it's always a challenge you'd love to just I love a shiny new thing so going through the old things and being like oh okay finish that finish that finish that like yeah yeah painful Painful. (laughs) it's painful okay so what stories are saving your life or are you enjoying enjoying right now um let's see I I'm still reading that Silk Road book, which is interesting, but I wouldn't, I mean, it's interesting because it's giving me a whole new frame. Remind me what it is. Tell us what it is. It is a, it is a history book. It's a nonfiction book, which is why I'm still reading it because it's slow. Um, It is all about the history of Europe and Asia or really the world, but mostly Europe and Asia told from the lens of the Silk Road, which is what connects Eastern Europe with Asia. And gotcha. so it's like a whole total reframe. It's like you move the globe like quarter of the way around. And so it's a lot of stuff that I really didn't know very much about. So that's been really fun. Awesome. So I read this week. Oh my gosh. I was so excited about it. Um, fourth wing, Rebecca Yaros. I think we're at Yarrow. I heard so much about. Oh my gosh. It was so good. If you are fans of like Cassandra Clare or Sarah J. Moss, it is a must read. Like I, I literally stayed up till like three 45 in the morning because I could not put it down. And it's been a long, I feel like it's been a long time since I've had a book that just sucked me in that way. Yeah. But- I think that Sarah, that first Sarah J. Moss of the thorn and roses that one got me oh no no no. i had that happen with the olivia blake the the um oh the first one of those of olivia blake's the i can't think what it's called right now okay the magic school okay okay like the school for good and evil that one no 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 what's it called Okay, you can look it up while I continue waxing poetic about Fourth Wing. Like, it has all the things. It just has all the things. The Atlas Six. The Atlas Six. Oh, right, right, right. Okay, I remember you talking about that. Well, it, this is definitely like a magical school and an unlikely heroine. And I mean, it's just, it's in a very, very, very sexy male protagonist like for sure like i'm Warren so in Gray. love with, yeah yeah zayden i think x zayden <laughs> right okay and just full disclosure not a ya book like not a ya book at all definitely a highly spicy <laughs> yes romance yeah well, one series of Sarah J. Mass, I don't think was. I think it was more. Right, but then all the rest. But, but then all the rest. Yeah, she snuck that in there. So anyway, so yeah, that, that is that. So Emily, tell everybody about our Patreon. Oh, we have a Patreon. And we are going to do um, special Q&A episodes, which we'll have more promo about. So please just send us your questions. We will make an episode where we will answer them. It will be for patrons only. So make sure to send us some questions or topics you would love to hear, uh, hear about. You can message either of us on our social media or you can send an email to um, questions at time to write podcast.com. I think yeah. I may not have gotten that right, but it's definitely in the, in the notes. Yeah. That's yeah. What it is. You can find it. You can find it. All right. Thanks, everybody. Thanks for hanging out. And we will see you guys next time. Bye. Thanks so much for being with us today. 
We love our people and we want to get to know you better. So email us at questions at time to write podcast.com to have your questions considered for the show. You can also suggest topics by emailing us there. Also drop us a review on Apple Podcasts. Not only will it thrill us. Seriously, we read everyone. It also helps others find the show. We're driven by sharing stories and your review helps us do that. Just remember your stories matter and we're rooting for you to find time to write. Even if it's only five minutes, five minutes, you can do it. You can do it.